0: This podcast is called Obsessed Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest Get some secrets off their chest You should listen It's the best
1: Hello, and thanks for listening to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw If you enjoy the podcast, please consider visiting my website at josephscrimshaw.com From there, you can sign up for my fan list, find out about upcoming shows and look at a picture of me dressed as a squirrel. Plus, you can also buy my book, Comedy of Doom People are saying things like Comedy of Doom by Joseph Scrimshaw, a book that will get you laid and prevent you from dying. And of course, Comedy of Doom? Jesus Christ! Holy fuck! You can also purchase my comedy album, Verbing the Noun. People are saying things like,
0: Verbing the Noun made me feel strange but also good.
1: And, Yippee! Also, I understand that most commercials rely on sex to sell things, so here are some sex noises. Uh, oh, oh, oh. my god. Okay, okay baby, okay? I'm coming, okay. All right. Okay. okay. Get off okay. My
0: ah. Hair. Ah. Oh. okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. Wait, okay. oh. okay. okay. oh. okay. hang on, oh, hang on. Fuck. Hang on. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. I'm, I'm ah. Ah. ah.
1: Ah. I'm sorry. Thanks again and enjoy obsessed. Thank you. Thank you all very much for coming to Obsessed. Uh, tonight we have a random audience volunteer, and her name is Sarah Mueller. Hello, Sarah. Hi. And Sarah uh, wrote down on her little slip that I drew that her obsession is Twin Peaks. Yes. That's awesome. We will, uh, we'll get to Twin Peaks. Uh, but first okay. I want to know a little bit about you. Uh, sure. What do you, what do you do for a living, Sarah?
0: I work at the Smitten Kitten. Awesome. Yeah. And for people
1: who are not in the Twin Cities uh, and cannot tell by the lascivious woos, Uh, Can you tell us what uh, Smitten Kitten is?
0: Yeah, um, it's a sex toy store, so to be a little bit more specific, we're like a progressive, eco-friendly, feminist, and sex-positive sex toy store that is education-focused and like very well-lit and clean and... So you're like a
1: a non-profit, right?
0: It's no, no, it's just not a nonprofit. I mean,
1: you just have a mission statement, like a nonprofit, right. which is awesome. I mean,
0: yeah, we have definitely a mission. Yeah,
1: you're mm-hmm. very positive. in. So, how do you guys do I, I think I understand what sex positive is, but how do you define sure. it? For, for oh, I mean,
0: I think that that would be different based on the individual that you asked. As far as this mitten kitten, I, I don't know what our, like, real written down mission statement about sex positivity would be, but for. How I define sex positivity is just generally not um, enforcing your likes and dislikes on other people and just allowing other people to enjoy what they enjoy without judging them. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Uh, And I know you guys cultivate that atmosphere in the store when somebody comes in to buy a sex toy. You guys are not like, Mm -hmm. these are the good ones and these are the ones for freaks, right? Right.
0: Yeah. No, no. Never say that.
1: Uh do, do people are people shy or do people your customers generally confident like that they're not gonna be judged?
0: Oh, um definitely like a mix of people. People who've been in the store before mm-hmm. generally are a lot more like confident and assertive and will ask questions right away, but there are some customers who come in, you have to kind of like coax them into feeling comfortable yeah. and talk to them for a while.
1: Do you have a lot of return customers? Yeah. Do you have like punch cards? If you...
0: We do for our DVD rentals. <laughs> um <laughs>
1: I love things that are both jokes and true. That's yeah. great. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about Twin
0: Peaks. Yeah.
1: Um, unless I'm insane, you're a little bit of a younger person, correct?
0: I sure. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 23. You, you're 23. Yeah. Okay.
1: I to me, I'm older than 23, so 23 Ooh. seems young. Okay. And that's yeah. all I'm going to say about my age. <laughs> uh, so when, did, how, when, and how did you discover Twin Peaks? Because it was broadcast in like 1988, 89,
0: 90. It was broadcast in 1992, um, but. I discovered it because it was on Netflix and I was bored um but then I fell in love with it and quickly became obsessed with okay so have,
1: have you seen firewalk with me the film I have okay cool so yeah I'll get funny. back to that but uh, <laughs> so where did you get the number nine, uh, 92 the um, year 92 I've
0: done a lot of Research about Twin Peaks. I wrote. uh, I went to McAllister and wrote my senior thesis on it. So, I've actually there's like entire novels. Well, not novels. Entire books published of academic essays on Twin Peaks. Okay, so I I
1: I just have to reveal that I that this is a topic that I've thought about doing uh, for myself because I I watched uh, Twin Peaks. I was alive when it was on. Yeah. And
0: uh, I was also alive. Yeah, but just (laughs) barely, just
1: like fucking barely. um, to it. To watch it. Yeah, uh, but so th- this so uh, Fire Walk with Me came out in '92, but the the yeah. the show was broadcasted it, what? in in '89, '90, and '91. See,
0: '91. This now. is like okay, burned right. into my
1: soul gotcha. because I remember which classes I were take I was taking, and which girls I liked, during which episodes I was viewing. So this I'm is like the deep, deep, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's really cool for me to hear about somebody who is experiencing it from the first time and still mm-hmm. enjoying it. So what? Yeah. Uh, what did you like? What do you like about it? Why did it suck you in?
0: What don't I like about it? Um, well, I guess part of why I started watching it would be because I really like David Lynch um, and just like his aesthetics of putting together a scene and the visuals and the music and all that goes into it. And I think that Twin Peaks is like that but exaggerated all the time so I really enjoyed that about it and I don't really I don't really like supernatural or scary things other than Twin Peaks but okay. I guess just the context in which you put it in I found really really fascinating and I um, I went to school for literature um, and gender studies and when you look at it through that lens it's so smart and simultaneously like really clever and funny and just like hugely entertaining and I love Kyle McLaughlin, and so yeah. Yeah.
1: So, by applause in the audience, how many people have watched Twin Peaks? <laughs> Excellent. Is there anyone here who just fucking hates Twin Peaks? <laughs> awesome. I'm so sorry, one person. Uh,
0: Summer. So
1: yeah. So I. I so from a, what do you what do you think of Twin Peaks from a feminist perspective?
0: I think it's actually pretty great. Um and I've actually read The Secret Diary of Laura Palmer, which is a novel that was published between the first and second season. I know,
1: it's on my bookshelf by my bed.
0: Oh my gosh. Um and that when you I mean that can be like a really disturbing thing to read actually. Yeah. And a lot of the show is pretty disturbing and there's a there's a, a lot of kind of like sexual tension and abusive women that happens and you Mm -hmm. see it or you read it in the book and you see where it's coming from. But I think that it's also um, really progressive, actually, in the way that it kind of depicted gender roles and who in what like gendered body incorporated what gendered roles. So I think like Agent Cooper, Kyle McLaughlin's character Mm -hmm. took on a lot of like traditionally feminine traits and right. that um, Audrey Horn took on a lot of like masculine traits and, and and that happened with a lot of characters that they kind of the gender roles all got mixed around and I think it put um, I mean because sexual abuse is a pretty strong theme throughout the whole show mm-hmm. it, it puts that in an interesting perspective um, that I think is becoming more, more um, accepted in general culture now um, but kind of that you know, any, any person, especially any male person, could be the perpetrator of sexual violence without really knowing it. And I think that's a really powerful statement when you talk about kind of this movement that's, that's happening socially right now towards like reclaiming masculinity and, and talking about sexual assaults, not so much in how women can prevent it, um, mm-hmm. but how men can change the culture of masculinity so they are no longer perpetrators of sexual assault.
1: Right. Uh, I, I identified and, and really wanted to be uh, Special Agent Dale Cooper. Who
0: doesn't? I uh, know. I think
1: most people do. But for me, when I was watching it a, is a, a young, not super masculine guy, I know uh-huh. that blows your mind looking at me now. <laughs> uh, the buff, ripped man that I am. Indeed. But uh, but yeah, the the fact that he was kind and sensitive mm-hmm. and very understanding and wanting to know the truth, but he had this sort of uh, mystical side and he had a also balance that with sort of traditional, you know, m- male, he was good with a gun, he was efficient, oh, yeah. he was sharp, but like, to me, it was great, because those were, those were traits that were, when combined, were, these were clearly all human traits, right. and obviously, as a young, sensitive uh, guy, that's, that's what I wanted the world to be, it's like, why can't women just see how cool Dale Cooper is?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they do, though.
1: Yeah, they do now.
0: Actually, yeah.
1: They yes. didn't when I was in high school and I would try to talk to them about it.
0: Oh, I see. I they would see just
1: what say, what is that, say. that the one where the guy killed the girl and then turned into an owl? <laughs>
0: no. That was
1: literally a conversation I had with that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Probably friends with that person on Facebook, too. What? Fucking awful. Yeah, befriend uh, them. Uh, so... Now, how, how, I like to ask people how their obsession expresses itself. So like something with Twin Peaks, you can mm-hmm. watch the, the television show, you can watch the film, you can buy the books.
0: Mm-hmm. Beyond
1: that, is there anything else that you find it impacting your life?
0: I mean, I definitely have converted other people into Twin Peaks fanatics, which is fun. Um, and makes my life more exciting. My brothers now are watching, two of them are now watching Twin Peaks, and so they text me all the time about kind of their guesses on who killed Laura Palmer and, and whatnot. So that's really fun. Um,
1: Do they ever get it? Have they got it right?
0: No, not yet. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. It's so uh,
1: obvious when you rewatch it, <laughs> <laughs> it really is. And I
0: don't know. um, I just talk about it. I like to make a lot of references. My boss actually and I make a lot of jokes about Twin Peaks because she also really likes it. So it's a good way. When you meet someone else who's really into Twin Peaks, you just like know you're going to like them because it's not not a common thing to happen.
1: Cool. So uh, let me just rewind Mm -hmm. because I need to process this for myself as a young man who loved Twin Peaks Mm -hmm. and I still love it. The idea that they're like cool people hanging out in a sex store, quoting Twin Peaks.
0: Yeah, I don't know. If <laughs> to
1: my young mind, that's sort of like that's impossible. Don't dream that big.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I call us cool, but yeah.
1: Well, you seem you seem very cool to me. Thanks. Uh, so, like, what, what do you have? Uh, like quote specific quotes. Do you have like a favorite quote?
0: Oh my gosh! I don't know. I really like there's a there's a quote that it's a line that Hawk has about how he has a girlfriend who's a a professor at some Ivy League school. I can't think of it now because mm-hmm. I'm on like stage and <laughs> lights or whatever. I but understand. It's a it's a it's a pretty good quote.
1: The quote that that sticks with me a lot is when Special Agent Dale Cooper says, "Harry, I've really got to urinate." <laughs> <laughs> it's not particularly deep, but it's also something that is true in my life. <laughs>
0: The quote that I say the most is probably just like "damn fine coffee." I say that at least once a day. Do you drink coffee? I love a lot of it. Awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it would be awkward if you didn't. Uh, right. So I think one of the, one of the most famous things to the outside world who doesn't like maybe know Twin Peaks super well is mm. the dream with uh, the little person dancing, the little man from another uh-huh. place uh-huh. in the backwards talking. Yes. And whatnot. Do you do you like those scenes? Do you?
0: I really like those scenes. Yeah, they're some of my my favorite scenes, and the scenes that I like have. Written the most academic things about. So I, I've like dissected them a lot. And so, yeah, I do like that. Have
1: you practiced sort of speaking backwards?
0: No. No. W-
1: would you be willing to try?
0: I don't even know that I could. I've could never tried. Can
1: you just say, I'm wearing a pink shirt backwards?
0: My knip. <laughs> uh. I. Tear. <laughs> Something like <laughs> that was lines. wonderful. Yeah, Thank that you. That really great. Cuz that so was like a
1: slow podcast. backwards Jerry Lewis. It was yeah. perfect. <laughs> you ended on the question mark. did I do? That? Um so is there anything else that you feel the world must know about Twin Peaks
0: that you should all watch it. Um and then watch it before you watch Firewalk with me because Fire, if you watch Fire Walk with Me on its own, you won't have any idea what's going on, and then and then you'll feel like a, a sort of a reasonable amount of closure. If you watch the season, so do you like Twin uh, Peaks? And then you'll watch Fire Walk with Me, and you'll feel totally confused again. But it's way more <laughs> awesome. But you like <laughs> Fire Walk with Me, right? You think it's a good film? I I mean, it's a weird film. Mm-hmm. I don't think that like it on its own makes for a great film, but it in the context of Twin Peaks is great.
1: Well, and in, in relation to what you were saying, I, I love it because I think it is David Lynch being incredibly sensitive to what he's done. Is he's, he's made a television show that is all, everything is motivated by the fact that a young girl has been abused and killed. Mm-hmm. And the movie, we get to spend time with her and we get to see what she thinks and what she feels and how she deals with it. And to me, that's a really cool thing that she's not just a plot point. Because yeah. the movie, we get to know this character that we've that we spent all this time with.
0: That's true. Yeah, no. It definitely, it, it, it flushes the series oh, sorry I did the yeah. thing you told me not to do but yeah it flushes out the series in a nice way but again there's elements of it that just raise way more questions than it and there's answers.
1: a monkey who eats creamed corn backwards so you true. can't go wrong there as far yeah. as I'm concerned
0: and yeah David Duchovny's in it for like... Or no, David Bowie's in it for like a second. Watch yes. the series if you like David Duchovny because in my opinion, his best role ever <laughs> is in this movie. And that's the reason he ever got any other acting roles. Yeah. X-Files is the, a ripoff of Twin Peaks. It but, totally yeah. is. It is. No, Look it into it, 1990s. Is. It is. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, so I always like to wrap up uh, the podcast with some very serious pompous questions that aren't necessarily related to the topic. Great. So are you ready? Yes. Sarah, if you could turn into an animal... What animal would you turn into? A sloth. <laughs> that was fast. Have I, you have you written academic papers about I animal haven't. transformation?
0: I have not. I just feel like they're my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a, ki- a kinship with sloths. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Now is is it is it the speed?
0: About part of it. Yeah, just general lethargy. Um,
1: <laughs> <yeah>. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> if you could force everyone in the world to listen to the same song at the exact same time, what would the song be?
0: Oh, that's a much harder question. Uh, I, well, okay, I would say at this moment in my life, this is what I would say, because I just think it would make people feel a general sense of like up, uplift um, in a sentimental mood. By Duke Ellington. It was a really good song. Nice.
1: So you would put the whole world in the mood.
0: Exactly. That's pretty (laughs) fitting. Yeah.
1: Nice. Uh, And the final question for everyone is what is happiness?
0: Oh my God, that's not a real thing. (laughs) Ladies
1: and gentlemen, Sarah! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Sarah.
0: Listening to Obsessed Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed!